Well, DJ, you know that uh, we 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 know that you're obviously we have different formats, man. What do you think about the state of what's going on these days, man? I mean, it just it's aggravating. It's aggravating because I feel like I feel like the game consistently and constantly shoots themselves in the foot. Like anything good has to be countered with some terrible decision or some apathetic decision. Like you look at today, yesterday, for example, and and I know when people listen back to this, they're not going to know what we're talking about, but yesterday was the recruit Ducat SMS where you had to, you know, start a couple of rares and that in and of itself is not a big deal. Then you had the paired SMS with defeating the rares. And, and a lot of people are really fussy about that, but mathematically the event works because they're supposed to be paired. They're, they're synergistic. So why do it again today with no pairing? Like today now we're just going to ask players to go out and run 75 uncommons in a 24 hour period with no paired sourcing of officer shards or, or rare sourcing or it just, it's tone deaf. It's tone deaf. And then you look at, what they're doing with with the Ducat sourcing anyway, it's the first time that I can remember probably since God, what? Picard, maybe. I don't even think Picard was outright sold. I mean, this is you could count on one hand the number of officers that have ever just been sold for cash. And it's just not it's not a good move. Like if you're trying to improve sentiment, if you're trying to have an engaged community. If you're trying to have your your player base enjoy your content, well, here, just swipe your damn card. Like, it's just not smart. It's not good, and and it demonstrates that things like this just make you feel like they don't give a shit, and that's really frustrating for me. Uh, we speculated that it was just maybe last month was a down month and they felt like maybe they needed to make some more money i don't know it just like you said it rings it just rings like they're just want a cat it's just a cash grab a blatant cash grab well and and i mean you know sometimes people get frustrated at me i'm i'm always going to be somebody who understands the business model and and is okay with them monetizing content and you know listen if you're being really abstract about this and i know this may even sound unpopular here on this panel, but you know what? This model of selling an officer, you know, it's not bad, Handy. It, it really comparatively, what, what, what's the price tag that we've always had on an Epic officer? Typically, if they just sell one outright, it's usually 400 bucks. All right. Now, if you look at this one, if you look at this model, the way that they've done this, it, it's not a horrible thing. I mean, $600, which is more expensive, but it guarantees a tier two. And, and that is a guarantee. A lot of players are getting luckier and doing it for less than that. And, and so, you know, we've kind of gone into history and talked about, you know, how officer sourcing should be. Should it be, you know, even epics, should they be largely available to a, a large percentage of the player base? And then should it cost more or should it be harder or more expensive? To tier and upgrade that officer. This method uh, or this methodology of sourcing additional shards for sale is not in and of itself handy. It's not a bad thing, but it can't be the only thing. It can't be the only thing. Like it's got to go hand in hand with 
other forms of sourcing, be it leaderboards, be it solo milestones, be it metas, um, it, it has to go hand in, hand in hand with another method of sourcing. I know that there were players that were happy with this yesterday. I know players that got the unlock with 200 bucks. Um, I know a player who got to tier two with $300 because of that lucky chance. You know, that is good. And players who buy this pack should absolutely not be faulted for it. Like, good on you, power to you. This is cheaper for a lot of players than it would be to play in an auction. But to inherently forbid or exclude the casual player base is where they failed on this. This is not a terrible design. But overall, by the fact that they only launched this side of it and not the other side of it is what ultimately makes it a fail. I mean, I'll play devil's advocate. They are offering some shards, and we got to believe that in the future that they will offer some more, right? I think that's fair. Yeah, sure. So, you know, I mean, there still is a free-to-play path, theoretically. I think it seems like the biggest, what I'm hearing, not so much the officer sourcing, obviously that's a really good example of some, some bad moves and some bad decisions, but... Like we were, we had a big discussion earlier before you you got here, DJs. We we're talking about how the amount of just shit that we have to do is growing exponentially. I mean, in the past two months, we now have two new types of armadas that we got to do every day. Yeah, you know, we have another thing that we we have to grind for, and it seems it, it seems like it's just turning into everybody's always used the term full time job, but now it's. It actually is for me to accomplish doing grinds every day with the Actian hostiles, with all the armadas, with outlaw shit. I would have to spend six hours at least to do everything. And, and that's bare minimum one pull on each re redemption chest. Well, and Kirk, your, your ops level, you're a lot higher too, right? Like you're up in the G5. No, I'm 44. No, I took a big break from the game. So I'm, no, I'm, I'm 44. You know, I, I think that, like, for example, if you take this brand new one with the Jem'Hadar hostels, I really, I mean, obviously it is a hostel to hit. It does take time. Absolutely it does. But I think that we are among the population segment, you know, 44, Kirk, 47 for me. Like, I think we're in the population segment that this loop is actually not as bad as it is for higher generation of players. And that's just because the, the math is wrong, right? Like the cargo and the warp times and, and the number of trips and the number of hostels they got to kill for just, you know, a single pull, like that's off, that's broken. And, um, and I hope that they get to a point where they can fix that really, really soon. You know, G4 players with this particular loop, this one is not the worst one that we've had added as far as time investment. Now you look at the Mantis, it's exactly the opposite, right? Um, the Mantis is a horrendous grind, and, and I don't think that changes anywhere up the scale. I don't know if you've heard, DJ, or what's going on in your server, but everybody I've talked to, this, the, the Actian Apex is stuck. Yeah, it's broken. You, like, you, you can't even... So, you know, hey, look on the bright side. The whole damn mechanic is borked because you can't spawn Apex, so... There's no sense in doing it. <laughs> you know, I know it sounds crazy, but without the apex, the whole loop is effectively is, is effectively broken. It's totally broken. And I've said, listen, you know, by not having the apex, you're literally multiplying the number of hostels that need to be hit by a hundred. Yeah, it's really bad. Yeah, what you could have done with fifteen or twenty hostels before is now going to take over a hundred to two hundred hostels 
just to earn the same amount of loot. Like it's fundamentally broken because of the Apex uh, freezing hostile bug. They say that they're working on it, investigating a fix and all that. But you know, I mean, honestly, I guess it just depends on on how serious you are about that loop. For me, right now, that loop is not on my to-do list, Kirk, because it's impossible. I can't go in there and and get sixty thousand cargo, you know, one hundred at a time. Like, no, hard pass. Forget it. I'm not going to do it. And, um, you know, when we look at other loops, you know, this was one thing we got to talk to game design about when they were on the show is, do we take enough steps to reduce or eliminate or shorten previous loops? Because I think like, for example, if you look at the Bajoran loop, there is that favor, right? For increasing the uh, efficiency for Stella, right? But at the first level, it's only 10%. Now call me crazy. But like, if you really, really wanted to have a huge impact on that loop, like level one needs to be like 75 to hundred percent and to let it go up to three, 400%. That is an effective time reduction, not 10%. You know what I'm saying? And I, and I know that they, they don't want to eliminate it for newer players, but nonetheless, I mean, like you got to take a bigger number off of that. From what the developers were saying, too, they expected a lot of people to be done with Outlaw completely. And if they believe that, then they should, I agree with you, they should help us get it done, like, super time so that we can focus on some of the new stuff. Yeah, I'm not sure that they believe that a ton of people are done. Um, if, if the majority of players were done, I don't think they would invest any time at all into increasing in efficiency. But if you look at the Starbase research tree, it's also focused in on Outlaw with the increased rare drops and the uncommon drops and the epic drops uh, of that loot, which really, at the end of the day, it's a loot bonus. It does give you more of the gunk. It allows you to do more of the redeems faster. Uh, and then now, you know, out of those redeems, the parts that are coming out, it's going to cost less. And, and perhaps they thought that that was enough. And maybe it could be. But you know what? I'm still gated by three days on those, on those cooldowns. You know, if you want to speed us up, how about, you know, not only increasing the efficiency, increasing the drop, but how about we just actually reduce that cooldown down to one day? That will also dramatically help. Like, just simple things that can really save us time on, on those types of loops. And let's not pretend that Outlaw is all about Stella. Because that outlaw research tree is also extremely material heavy and nothing that they've done here at this point is improving that particular piece of it as well. You look at Borg, uh, Borg probes. I know a lot of players do it with the ATAs, but there's still a lot of people out there grinding Borg every single day. And the skin I know helped uh, for the Vidar because you're getting, you know, whatever, twice as much cargo. But also like, what's the cargo in your guys' Vidar now? Mine's like freaking a million. So it's still, even with the skin, it still takes for freaking ever to go out there and, and do that. Well, they need to add a higher level hostile with more loot. Absolutely. Absolutely. You put a level 40 hostile in there, just like just like these Jem'Hadar hostiles. And that's why I kind of mentioned, Kirk, like this one, truthfully for me, analytically, is probably one of the best ones that we've had in a while because like I can go now. You know, listen, Handy is not going to be in this boat, probably, because those hostels are just getting stupid at the higher levels. Traders talk to me about it, too. No, that's hard for me. At 54, it's getting hard. Man. Yeah, yeah, they're tough. They're real tough. Now, for me, I'm, I'm still in a good spot down here in, in G4 land 
because I can go up and hit the 50s and the 51s. My Chen still works. And, and it's probably 10 or 12 hostels and my cargo's full, 275,000. You know, so we're definitely, Kirk, in the 40s, we're in the right spot for this loop. It definitely has pain points outside of that. But when you talk about time, this one doesn't feel quite as bad. Certainly not as bad as Mantis, not as bad as Borg. And, you know, they've done other things. I, we were actually talking with that developer off the air after that interview, just kind of, you know, how did things go and and what is it really that players want? Like, you guys focused a lot on new grinds. And so it was like, you know, what is it that we need to reduce? And and I was able to come down a list of, like, 10 different grinds, Kirk. Like, you look at Swarm Sunday, okay, or, or just Swarm in general. Now, that is a part of a daily, and arguably, for anybody 50 down, that's still a valuable loop, right? But it does take time every single day. Um, you look at uh, anomalous phenomena here on Sunday, uh, the 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 uh, discover, discovery event. That's a great one. That takes like five minutes one time a week. Even the Mantis refinery takes what, maybe an hour one time a month. That is an acceptable, I think, right? Like Kirk, if we're talking about what we're doing on a monthly basis, those types of things are acceptable. Stella, not quite as easy, but now they're introducing efficiencies for that. Um, Mantis is just horrendous. All right. Uh, what else? What else do we do that, that we feel like we have to do all the time? Like data mining, right? Like, I know you're out there mining red data all the time. You tell me about it every day, how miserable it is that you're mining all that red data. I think the, the, the other thing to consider here is also that remember about the things that you would normally do, your faction rep grinding. Yeah. Right. That's something if you're working on your faction rep, you're going to be out there grinding, especially if you're not able to hit those really big hostiles in G5 space. Like, you know, those of us that are in the lower 40s. I hate rep grinding. I do it with my dailies, man. Right. So you got you do your, your, your rep grind, especially if you're trying to punch up. And it got it gets to the point now where when I finally get through with that sort of daily grind of getting the events and then getting my Actian and then getting this new Jim Hadar shit and running these armadas, the solo armadas and these other armadas that people are running them and doing these other things. I finally get to the point where I've been playing so long that I'm just playing the game to check boxes. I'm not actually going out and doing other things like, you know, looking for a raid or something like that. Yeah. Well, don't worry. Kirk. They're, they're selling reputation now. If you don't have to, uh, if you don't have, <laughs> Oh, I got, I got, I got one of them. I got one of them for the Klingons, but you know, but they're, they're, they're in lies the, the, the point. It's just like the other things that I used to do when I really enjoyed the game, you know, I had that sense of accomplishment. Like when I first triple locked, I spent so much time doing it because back then there wasn't yeah. that much to do. And so I was able to do that and I was still able to have fun and kind of play, decide what I wanted to do instead of having it done for me. And I think it takes an element of, that element of having fun, right? You're just doing it to check boxes because that's what you normally do. Yeah. Well, you know, again, look at today's event. Today's event is, is just pure tone death. You know, 45 uncommons with no synergistic events in a 24-hour period for, what, a, a handful of Tritanium. Like, it, it's just, like, these, it's just, that's a horrible suck. It, it is. What about some of the other things that they could do? Like, oh, I don't know, improve the payout on the on the um, the six and twelve hour events. 
why why am I still getting the same payout at forty four that I was getting at fucking thirty? Oh, buddy, it goes worse than that. Like all the way down to like twenty eight or something like that. It's, yeah, you're right. And there's there's these types of things. I do understand why they continue to release new content. We are fickle. Um, if if we did actually go an entire thirty days without new content, like people would riot. So I understand why they do that stuff, but they've got to be able to balance that with the ba- needed to fit other things. Would they though? If they if they did it properly, but they but they they did that to themselves. Did because they got us used to new content every month. So now people are going to be upset if they don't get it. However, people at this point got to be ready for it. I mean, at some point, they need to revisit and fix things and make that a focus. They could do it in such a way that gets us excited about doing it. I mean, all they'd have to do is payouts and get us excited about it, go back and visit, create some territory events, or I don't know, anything. Yeah, Handy, look at, look at this month, for example. Now, obviously, the big feature has been on Jem'Hadar, right? But they also, which some people don't realize, I think most people do, but they also expanded the Alliance Starbase. Now, the Alliance Starbase itself has already been written, right? Like, that's done. That's built. It's designed. If you had decided to to break these up, like, Jem'Hadar this month, that's fine. It's a new grind. It's something different. But let's pretend for a second that the Alliance Starbase did not get its expansion to 25 this month. Let's pretend that they saved that for November, where that was the feature, right? But that's already done. It's already built. It's already masked out. And, and like, it's pretty much already done. So that entire month where you've got something that you can be ready to push out, that's going to be relatively low maintenance on the side of Scopely, that's going to be relatively low time intensive, that is a month where you can come out and still give players something new, give players their feature, give players something that they can work towards the extra research and the extra building components and the extra speed ups and this and that you can do that. And because that feature is, is low, you know, low maintenance on, on scopeless side, then you can use that time to actually go back and, and fix some of this other stuff. They are so intent on putting out new, great, big, awesome, badass things. And I get that. I do. Like we, we want that really traditionally as, as, a, as a community. We want something new, big, and bad. But they do have to take a deep breath. And, and the community is going to have to take a deep breath because if they were actually able to spend a solid 30 days handy working on just some of these core problems, you know, how about we just take a look at, at Swarm Sunday? How about we take a look at, at Cal even, which, you know, Cal is pretty much a directive farm now, but it's been the same for two years. You know, we take a look at Swarm Sunday, your 10-minute chess. How about the loot table? Like, Handy still freaking earns Kira BPs. You know, Game Design was talking to us about that on the show, Handy, where they literally haven't touched that loot table in four years. Like, it's the same loot table that existed when the game launched. They've never updated it. Never once, you know, and, and you take a look at these new Jem'Hadar hostels at level 60, they would have still been dropping Kira blueprints. They are still dropping Kira blueprints. So why, why don't we take a few weeks to work on that stuff? You know, let's work the loot. I would love it. Everybody would love to see it. I think the vast majority of people, you know, you, you, you obviously have a much wider audience than, than we do, but the majority of the people here and the majority of the people that we talk to 
I think would be okay if you didn't drop a new arc every single month, as long as you were justifying it by updating older things, revisiting older things. Like, hey, here's something we're gonna do an event that's like a has to do with an older arc, and it's gonna give you another opportunity to do another officer auction for some of these officers you may not have, like Picard or whomever. Or, you know, we're not going to do an arc this month. We're just going to bunch run these other events. However, we've updated the loot. Like, for example, when I do Crucible of War, uh, I do Cal. My trade-in, I get, like, 150 uncommon G4 gas. Like, what is that? It's a fart in the wind for me at this point. It's the same shit I've gotten since I got to, like, Ops 39 or 40. Yeah. It hasn't gone up. And, and so if you can do that, I can almost guarantee that they would see... Uh, an increase in in sort of customer satisfaction at this point because now these other twos and fews that you're doing will actually help out along the way. What they've done is they've they've contented themselves into a corner because I still remember when you know arcs were like, whoa, hey, this is really cool, and for the most of the time you just had some random event every day and you go around and mine and do your stuff and you had some events occasionally and then they started doing where it was we're we're going to guarantee a new arc every month. I feel like there's too big of a bite off that sandwich. And I think if you could just scale it back a little bit, instead of doing 12 arcs, you know, 12 story arcs a, a year, maybe knock it back to six or eight or something like that and give yourself some buffer time to revisit some of these old things. And I really think if you were to put a poll out there, I think most people would be pretty okay with that. And I think they'd be more than okay because their shit would work. Well, I think you're exactly right. The problem is with that is during those types of months, Scopely and and you know I'm not I'm not speaking for them, so let me be careful on how I put this out there. But listen, they still got to make their money for that month. They still got to make their bread. Exactly. So when you go back and you do a cleanup or you do a, a revisit of an arc, traditionally, you know those just don't do quite as well. Uh, like you look at anthology, players had a great time with anthology, right? Like we had a blast. Anthology was good. It was three. It was like basically three weeks, right? It was like a weekly mini arc that we went back and we picked up what we picked up TOS, we picked up Discovery, we picked up TNG and did a week for each of those in the anthology arc. Players really, really enjoyed that. Monetarily speaking, it was a really, really bad month. So, you know, Scopely is obviously watching that and players have to be players have to be enthralled, right? They have to have the newest, bestest thing. And you take a look at, at one of the heavier spend segments of our community, you know, with the VIP community and they want the newest and they want the greatest and they want the bestest, this, 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 and, you know, they want, you know, that's what they're willing to pay for. When you go back to an arc, you know, and I remember Bubba Joe, for example, on our show, Handy, he was frustrated throughout anthology because he already had, he had everything already. Like he had already spent himself so deep during that anthology arc that there really wasn't anything for him that month. And he grew very frustrated and very stagnant during that period. And a lot of the other VIPs were very similar to that. So what you end up with, if you do go back and do an anthology, you basically end up writing an arc anyway, because what ended up happening, we got the Meridian skin, we got the Franklin skin, we got the Vidar skin, we got, uh, you know, or the Discovery skin, the Salvager, whatever, whatever those came out at that time, you still basically end up writing new content because they have to have something to sell. And so what about, could, could you not accomplish, what about this? What if you met in the middle? Could you not accomplish it with having, you could bring out a new arc every month, but every now and then make one of them sh a week shorter. It gives you longer time to work on the shit you need to work on. 
Well, that would be a good idea. And, or, you know, and like I said, at the beginning, like, how about you just deliver something that, that is part of a multi-phase rollout, but it didn't need to be condensed down, you know, like this month, we essentially got the expansion of the ASB at the same time we got Jim Hadar. It didn't necessarily have to come in the same month, you know? And, and if you, if you've kind of forward dated your work log a little bit there, then you are, even though you're launching new product, you are still going to have an opportunity uh, to work on other things because some of that work has already been done, you know, and we've seen that handy, like in the past where like an arc feels underwhelming and then something big comes out. Like, okay. Well, they've been working on that, you know, oh, yeah. that's, that's just the problem that Scopely has is balancing, you know, what they're working on. You know, because if, if we use the current model, if we had a down month, then it's because they're working on something massive upcoming. And I get that, but there has to be a balance in the, in the workload. Like there has to be an opportunity to be able to go back and look at some of the stuff that's been the same for a couple of years. Like why are our level fifties still getting Mara shards in Swarm Sunday? Like that is another example of something that just desperately needs a revisit. Um, the six and 12 hour events are a brilliant point of that, you know, and not even something that that I pay a ton of attention to because, you know, they've just always been there. They've always been the same. I don't even hardly look at them anymore because they don't do anything for me. And it would be really nice if they got the same kind of facelift that they got in G5, you know, over a, you know, well, I guess almost a year ago now. The G5 6 and 12 hour events, I think players are happy with those. As a matter of fact, players prefer those. Yeah, I'm happy with mine. I don't have the same kind of issues the guys in the 40s have, though. Well, I can tell you, I'm one up right now for a recruiting event that is offering me like 12 G3 Uncommon Crystal. I'm pretty stoked about it. Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's what I'm saying. You know, what the fuck, what am I supposed to do with that? You know, it, and, you know, the, the, you can have the people that are, oh, well, a little adds up over, you know, quite a bit of time. Like, I could go grind in G4 space and pick more, more Uncommon loot up from loot chests than I can from that. You know, it, it's, there's so many things that they could do. I understand, like, we, we understand the business standpoint. You have to make money, right? This game is quite literally free to play, you know? There's no ads. You don't have to deal with that. You can play it all the way through. You don't have to worry about any of that stuff. You don't have to buy ad removal or anything like that. So I get it. It is completely funded by people buying packs through the, the store, you know? Uh, and so I understand you have to make money. But there are people who used to spend money that aren't, because a lot of these reasons. And I really think that if, I mean, you know, I'm no fucking developer here, but if you got time to create a, a new portion of space with new hostiles, uh, you know, new types of armadas with different mechanics and all this shit, I really feel like it wouldn't take you that much time to go in and rewrite the loot in the fucking half daily and, and quarter daily, you know, pickups for these events. Yeah. And, you know, fix, fix the, like you say, the ship sourcing. Why am I killing a level 51 ship and I get a horizon blueprint or something, you know, it just doesn't, it doesn't add up and it doesn't make sense. I'm not saying you got to give me some freaking G five uncommon ship blueprint every time I kill a ship, but get, you know, do something. You have some systems that drop really good loot. Like, you know, you have, for example, Taiga core, you want officer experience. That's the place to go. You want speed ups. That's the place to go. Oh, you know, Taiga core is a bug. Taiga core ever supposed to happen you know and and that that just kind of proves our point like you know if you go back the loot table 
for example, they said hasn't been touched in four years. Well, it's, it is apparent. But if you go back four years ago, it was almost like, hey, you know, this is something we don't have to worry about right now because nobody's going to be level 39. No one's going to be using Tiger Core for like a year and a half. So we'll just put it off, right? Like, okay, fine. Kira blueprints for all the hostels. We'll fix it later. The problem is they never came back to fix it. And now you've got level systems all the way from five all the way up to 60 using the exact same loot table because nobody ever went back to fix it. And that's the same problem we saw when G4 launched. I mean, how many months, Handy, did it go before the G4 ships, like the Tribune, before it even worked? And, and same thing with G5. G5 ships launched. And, and I know that there's not a ton of people up there with the Epics, but are all of the Epics actually even working even now? Like, it took months for them to actually you know, start working. Then you take a look at something that should be brand new, the level syndicate generator buffs that didn't work for two, three months. So it's not just a problem about going back and revisiting stuff. It's about making sure we don't have to do work two and three times to, to accomplish one singular task. And I think if there were more time focused in on that, maybe less rushing around or less, maybe as you say, Kirk, less trying to jam out new stuff and just get it right the first time, you'd probably save a lot of time in going you back. You make it real simple, though. Make it extremely simple. All they need to do is monetize repairs and updates. That's it. Figure out a clever way to monetize that, and you're golden. And then they can do every other arc. They can do a revisit, and they can monetize it. I know they're capable. They're really good at making money. They could figure it out. Well, one of the problems that you have there is something that I've actually been screaming about for the last couple of months, actually last several months, is Scopely ignores too many things for too long of a period. Like, for example, Andy, this was the conversation we were having um, back when Cisco had his thing, right? When Cisco lost his third auction. And we were talking about, well, you know, there was too many material spends and, and ultimately we get what we get this month. So players weren't, you know, spending as much on the auctions because there weren't as many materials out there because players were tapped. So it was a question like, when was the last time we saw an ultra recruit auction? When was the last time we saw a domination auction? And, and it's my opinion, and they've not verified this, so let me be real careful with my disclaimer. It's my opinion that they're scared of those handy because players have ginormous banks of this stuff built up because we've been trained, right? We've been trained to spend this stuff when an event comes out, so we don't spend it. I mean, how many ultras are you guys holding right now? I'm going to guess north of 100,000, 150,000, because we save them. So if, if they wanted to do an ultra auction right now, today, they would come out and say, well, it's not going to make money because the average player is holding 200,000 ultras. You know, you're the ones letting us do that. Like, if you came out every single month and gave an opportunity for people to sync all their ship XP and sync all their officer XP and sync their ultras and sync their materials, you know, you could actually still make money on ultras. You could still make money on ship XP and latinum. You could still do those things. But you know what? The first auction is not going to be the one that makes you money because you've let players build that stuff up for six months. Oh, yeah. It's going to be an investment on their part. They, it's exactly right. They have got to get into a more uh, a, a basic pattern of think 
You know, like, don't let players build up 200,000 ultras. Do it just like materials. Like, there should be an ultra sync every single month. And, and if you do that, then you'll never have players with 200,000 ultras. You know, like, it, you just won't. As a matter of fact, if you, if you have an auction and somebody only has 40,000 ultras, and they're like, oh, man, I really want that officer. Crazy concept. Do you remember the days when people used to buy officer recruit packs? Like, man, those were the days, right? Oh, I bought many of them in the past. <laughs> you could sell them again. Handy, when was the last time you actually bought one? Oh, uh, it's been years. I used to just, I would, I would, I would generally buy them for, for the faction credits, to be honest. So, well, and some people do. Some people still do. As a matter of fact, I had a player message me the other day. He was trying to figure out how to, buy auger blueprints and i'm like well listen if you're close enough like right here do this and and then convert you know buy that recruit pack for the credits and then buy the blueprints and it actually ended up being cheaper than what he was trying to do so you know i know that some people still do that but that's the point they're buying it for ships they're not actually buying it for the officer piece of it anymore it's like us now handy going in and buying a prime pack you know so we can do three or four other primes you know what i'm saying so if you get back to what the intent of some of this stuff is, I mean, I'm here to tell you, people would buy those recruiting packs if ultras had value again. And, and you know, you put Gull Ducat, for example. Um, put, put 20 shards. Just, just run an experiment. Put 20 shards in and make it cost something crazy, like 50 or 60,000 ultras. All right? People will dump it. All right? People will do it. And, and those, you need to do that a couple, two, three times in almost like an SMS format handy so that you can get players' banks down a little bit, all right? And then you can actually start monetizing those auctions. Same thing goes with speed up. You say, can they monetize repairs? Well, right now, the only monetization in repairs is Tritanium. It's certainly not in speed ups because handy, how many you got? I'm, I'm sitting on about 40,000, 30 minutes speed up. That's got a lot. More than we'll ever use. So speed-ups can't be it. They do try to monetize the trite, but then, you know, we push back against stuff like that. If you just took stuff, and I don't even know what officer it could be. How about Picard? How about Data? How about Jayla? And just throw up an SMS where you're going to spend forty or 50,000 ultras for 15 or 20 epic shards. Do you think that that's not going to deplete the banks? Do you think people aren't going to engage in that stuff? You can do that drain some of these banks, and then you just can't ignore it for six months. Because let, let me just ask your audience, right? Who would not right now for, say, 20 Picard shards, who wouldn't spend 60,000 ultras? I, I would. I would in a heartbeat. I mean, I don't know. Andy, what do you think? Let's take a look at the chat. I mean, I would. Why not? And so if you can, if you can find ways to... Chat wouldn't... Well, and, and that's okay. It's not for everybody. <laughs> Not for everybody. Well, maybe not hard, but there's that officer that you want. I mean, there's somebody. Yeah. And listen, until you get the banks depleted, it would have to be a couple of different officers. Worf would be a good one. Worf would be a great one. Data could be another one. I, I know there's not as many believers in data. I'm telling you, he's good. I use him. He's only tier four, and I use him daily. So <laughs> I'm just saying, data is like you might be alone there. <laughs> I, I, I know I'm not. I'm not in the in the majority there for sure. But you know, here's the thing: like, just look at officers who don't have real good sourcing. Let's go back to something that everybody does every day. How about Dupont? 
Who wouldn't spend, say, 40,000 Ultras for 20 DuPont shards? Oh, I would. Right? Like, what, what, what about 3 of 11? Or 11 of 11? You know, some of these officers that have really, really shitty sourcing, there are ways that Scopely could nickel and dime us. You know, to get these banks back under control, to, to get the economy back where they can control it and they can feel like they can earn money. And when that happens, then we will see less pressure on highly monetizable features. We'll see less pressure on, on pushing these packs that look like either garbage or look like they're selling their souls. You know, like when we can take some of the pressure off of that and actually just make money on our routine everyday stuff, then we can do better. Coming back to one of Kirk's points at the very beginning, and I'm sorry I'm talking so much, you know, the Bajoran faction is indeed a faction. Like, they launched it that way. They wanted it to be that way. So why is it that the Jem'Hadar are not satisfying my Federation faction dailies? You know, even that, Kirk, if that was something super simple to help you feel better about, you know, the time investment, like, I think that would be huge that would be huge. Just simply make it a... I mean, it is a faction. What's the Federation faction say? It says defeat a different faction's hostiles. It says specifically Romula and Klingon. But we now have a new faction in the game. You know? Bajoran faction, or, or well, the Bajoran enemies, the Jem'Hadar. But, you know, they could have done the same thing with Outlaw. How great would it have been for us to go over and, and kill exchange hostiles and it's satisfier dailies. These are simple time-saving mechanics that Scopely can use and not violate their own canon. You know, these are factions. By your definition, it's a faction. So if I can go kill Jem Hadar and satisfy my Federation daily, that saves me time. And you still have the engagement that you want. And who gives a crap? I think they would get more engagement if they did something like that. It needs to happen. I mean, plain and simple, you want a time-saving measure? That's it right there. Now, you know what? You still, as a player, have a choice to make because you can get that drop of reputation out of the daily, but if you did want to grind extra Kirk, you'd still have to go kill Klingons, you know? Right. But you can do the daily, and you can take their drip of reputation just by doing some of the other new content, and I think that would be a huge sentiment win and doesn't cost the game anything in terms of speed-ups or anything. Like, that is just a pure sentimental win because we're not, I mean, we're not spending money going and doing our, our dailies. We're not. So if, if you want to drive engagement and you want to give people the sense of my time, my time means something and my time is valuable, then allow the Gem Hadar to, sell, to, to satisfy your dailies and you have taken a huge step, I think, in the right direction which really truthfully doesn't save anybody more than 20, 30 minutes. But when you think about that 20, 30 minutes, Kirk, like you feel good about that. Like that is one thing off your list. You don't have to think about it anymore. And that is worth more than the actual 20 minutes it is. You could also do with the, you know, for a swarm, you can kill a swarm hostile or a swarm armada and that satisfies all your swarm daily. You got it. They, they They've done this before with like that multiply by three, you know, that, that, you know, times three mechanic and players appreciated that. So, you know, here's the thing. And this is a part of the marketing piece where Scopely is so phenomenally bad 
Like, just think about how it looks for a minute. It doesn't even have to be that much better. Handy, if you were able to satisfy your Federation Daily by killing Jim Hadar, you're going to be overwhelmingly happy about that. But what did it really save you? 20 minutes? You don't care. That, that move, that sentiment in your head is worth more to you than the 20 minutes it might have actually taken you. Like, you just feel better about it. It doesn't even make it really any that much better. 20 minutes worth. Who gives a shit? 20 minutes. But you feel better. And that is a piece of the marketing that Scopely misses. Well, it's, it's, it has to do with the effort, too. It's just the mental effort that goes to, well, now, you know, I might as well move my base up to double D space. And then I got to totally recrew for these different type of hostels. That's where Scopely fails time and time and time again is on the mental warfare that is sentiment in this game. And I, and I know I'm describing it really dramatically, but this is what I constantly come back to them and say, listen, it's PR. It is just sentiment. Like the, the loop, it's like go back to this Dukat thing. It's really not that bad, but you presented it all wrong. You go back last month, the fourth researcher handy. That pack was actually not that bad, but you presented it all wrong. People felt like they were paying $100 for a fourth research slot. You actually weren't. You were getting a fourth research slot essentially for free if you bought a research pack, like just a normal deal pack. And then you got the research slot for free. Like that's what it should have been marketed as. Scoopley is a digital marketing firm, and I don't understand how they're so bad at it. Because it all comes down to how players feel about something. We will intentionally do something that damages our state of being because it feels good. Well, they really just, they need to listen to people like you, like me, like Strange Kirk. The people that are plugged into how the players actually feel about this stuff. They need to just talk to them, take it a little more seriously. <sighs> I wish, buddy. I wish. And I, I know <laughs> they talked, but, you know. At the end of the day, they're feeling their internal pressure, and that is more important to them than the external pressure, I have to imagine. Well, I, I think that that is partially true. And I also think that like any business, they have goals, they have quotas, they have budgets, and, and you know, at the end of the day, they got to hit that stuff. And that stuff probably is more important than how you or I feel. But... It is, it is a balance. It is a balance, though, because how you or I feel is ultimately what pays their bills. I mean, it directly correlates to if I... I mean, I literally went like four, three, four months without spending anything because I did not feel compelled to by this game. And, and that's fair. You know, there were some today who bought the Ducat pack. I know that there are, and, and that's fine. Good on you if you did. I drive a pilot, man. That's what I fly. I want the Ducat crew. I want them so bad. I bought zero packs yesterday because I cannot. I, I was a part of the community that they excluded with this. And I even spend money handy, but I can't spend that much money. You know? Right. I just can't. No, I'm curious. So I want to kind of open up some questions for the audience. If anybody has any questions, raise your hand. Come on up. It's an opportunity for, for our people to ask DJs a question. You have one. So here's Stratalorian. What you got for us, Strat? 
Hey, I've got a question that I would like to ask. I know, uh, I believe DJ, you said something recently on a show about that content creators, I mean, not content creators, that developers, they have, con they have license over their content that they control. So basically, if whoever did Swarm still has Swarm, why can't those guys, if they have license of their content, how come they can't work, say, hey, we need to come to this and we need to improve this content on a six-month, nine-month time scale and say, hey, we need to try and push through more so we can help these guys out. We can work on better content for our game players. So there's a couple of responses to that. There's a couple of answers. One is just continuity of staff, right? Like the guy who created Swarm is probably not there anymore. All right. So, so these things will officially, you know, maybe be handed off to somebody else, but they've already got so much bandwidth and so much stuff that was theirs that they created that this does not become a higher priority. The other piece of that may just be managerial direction, right? Like they want to do something and they're told, no, we want you to do something else or no, I want you to spend your time on this. Um, you know, and we'll worry about that later. You know, that, uh, I, I know happens from time to time, but, um, you know, the biggest piece of that is, you know, people come and go. And so these projects get shifted around and handed around. Sometimes they fall between the cracks or sometimes there's just not the same passion, uh, that was put into creating it is put into maintaining it because they've got other projects to work on and, you know, there's people directing them to work on other stuff. And listen, I, I know of a few cases where that has tried to happen and they've just literally been told no, you know? So, I mean, they even they, they, they do have ownership, but they still have oversight and they have, you know, mandates and they still have bosses. Thank you, Strat. Yeah. Good question though. I like it. Anybody else? Remember you're up here. What you got for us, buddy. You do the uh, the toilet paper under the roll or over the roll. What do you recommend? It's absolutely over. Okay, it's got to be. Yeah, yeah, never under. That's annoying. I will switch that in a heartbeat. Uh, slot, what you got for us, buddy? Uh, always over the roll. Sure, hundred percent. I mean, listen, are you when you punch someone in the face? Are you going to make a fist or are you going to like underhanded slap them on the bottom of their chin? I mean, like it's kind of the same thing. Totally. Is I definitely contemplate on that quite a lot throughout the day. My, uh, my, my biggest frustration as of late um, has been their mobile bugs and issues, defects, which it kind of seems that they've just moved over to the, the PC client. Everything is more about the PC client, the enhancements, the log extractions, and the, and the downloads is all about the PC client. Um, and they started out as a mobile game. I play only on mobile just because of the fact that I can't stand swapping back and forth to the PC because all the pips and everything just completely resets. It's completely impossible to play it once if you switch over on a day-to-day -day basis. So I, I play only on mobile. And they have defects there such as, I don't know if, how many of you are playing it on, on an iOS, but the Zoom, if you play on an iOS, and you have any ship in deep space or anything where it's uh, dark space, where there's a fog of war, any time you do anything, it fully zooms in 100%. So you see your ship suddenly boom in your face, 
and then you have to zoom out. And then you do another little click and you zoom out. You know, just if it makes you feel any better, that shit still happens on PC too. Like, <laughs> like it's yeah. <laughs> yeah, that happens on PC too. Like I'll I'll go to a system and like there is my, you know, my pylum like taking up twelve hundred pixels on my screen. So <laughs> that does happen. Um but you know, there has been a large push towards the PC client. Um just because this game is so immersive and and of course they can't forget their roots they've got to remember that they were a mobile game i i agree with all that but this game is very immersive i mean really truthfully and i i am not a gamer i'm not a hardcore gamer i'm not a career gamer but i've never played a mobile game uh for any other property any other ip i've never played a mobile game as immersive as this one so i understand why they encourage that truthfully i feel my playing experience is better to to your point it is better on pc than it is um because this game just has so much and they keep adding more so i understand that feeling um but there's also a financial piece to that right like they legitimately make more profit on the PC version of this game. They're not playing they're not paying commissions, they're not paying store fees, they're not paying listing fees, they're not paying um, you know, the commissions on the sales packs. Like there's just more profit there for them. So, you know, from a business standpoint, totally makes sense. I do understand what you're saying. They can't just ignore the mobile clients. And I don't think that they do, but all of these clients definitely still continue to have problems and this just kind of comes back to cleaning up right just being clean and being neat and taking some time to, to fix a lot of this stuff they probably don't spend as much time doing that as they probably should but all the clients do still have some issues um but i do still feel like that they they are at least aware and they try to take care of of the mobile clients like the ios 14 they uh the new ios or the new apple 14 just came out iphone 14 rather and there's like this mobile not mobile, but what this variable bar at the top, right, Handy? Like that that little strip at the top. They actually rece- uh, released a patch for that, thinking that it was going to solve it. It did not. But if you go back and remember, um, there was something a year ago, I guess maybe with the with the iPhone 13, where there was a problem with that ribbon at the top, and they had that released pretty quick. Like that that little indent into the iPhone 13 kind of cut into your game display a little bit. They fixed that within a couple days. So I don't necessarily i mean they do a lot of things pretty wrong i'm not going to necessarily jump on them for this one they do support all the clients still but there is a reason that that you feel like your gameplay could be better on a pc and it's probably because it actually is thanks a lot anybody else would like to come up or anybody that's on the stage hey rescue ranger come on up we sure can how you doing pretty good I will say, though, toilet paper should be under, especially if you have a cat. Oh, no. Oh, sacrilege. Totally wrong. No. <laughs> Ranger, I am a cat. Okay. You just put the spray bottle by it. <laughs> you got anything else for us, Ranger? <laughs> okay. It's like, I don't know who the F this DJ guy is, but, I mean, toilet paper is way more important. Fuck that guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, a lot of this your show too, DJ. Jay, I have. When are we gonna get rid of the pips? <laughs> well, listen, I'll have you know that I am working on a brand new prime. You guys are gonna be so excited about it. 
it is going to be a 10-level multi-prime. Each level, Handy, is going to cost $149, okay? And every single time you unlock one level of that prime, it's going to reduce the number of pips displayed in the game by 2%. So by the time you invest $1,500 into this prime, you will actually be able to enjoy a 20% reduction in PIP display usage in the, in the game. I'm pretty excited about it. I hope you guys are going to love it. I'm going to break your leg. <laughs> oh, sorry. Did I say that out loud? Oh, man. I didn't hear a thing. appreciate you coming by, DJs. We don't want to take up too much of your time. But... um. I wish I came by more, Handy. I really enjoy this time. And, and let me just I'll say, keep I'll keep bugging you. I love listening to you guys' show. I really do. I listen to it every single week, every time a new one comes out. Um, I really enjoy this show. There's rooms for so many different kinds of content within this game. And what you guys do with your content, it is enjoyable. Like every single show is enjoyable. Even your drama and your Jerry Springer moments and like, you know, he said that and he, she said, fuck you and all this <laughs> stuff. Like, I love it. I really enjoy it. I appreciate that you guys take the time to produce it and put it out. And, uh, and I promote it whenever I can. I love the work that you guys do. So please continue on. You guys are great. Oh yeah. We don't have any plans to stop it. Oh, we appreciate the praise. Thank you. And yeah, I, uh, I'll make it a point to come by more. I, it's just every time I, every time you start your show, it's at a different time, and I just I'm <laughs> schedules mean nothing over here. Okay, like I do none of that. Just whenever I can, but which makes sense for you. It's just for me, I I miss alerts on my phone, and then I come in halfway through the show, and I'm like, ah, I'm not. I've already missed half the show. Yeah, we, uh, we appreciate all you guys and and everybody who listens and contributes, and and uh, of course, thank you for having me on today. It's always a pleasure. We'll come back again soon. All right, buddy. Yeah. Handy, did you tell him we, we won our first incursion? Oh, yeah. We won our first incursion. <laughs> oh, congratulations. It was much excited. There you go. <laughs> I mean, guys, right? Wasn't that seven-day build exocomp totally worth it? Especially since it overlapped with one of the biggest material auctions of the entire year, right? Like, that was something you were excited about. Yeah, honestly, I, that's what I used to jump from... 50 to 51 oh okay well i was being sarcastic as hell but you know i'm glad you enjoyed it <laughs> yeah. it worked for somebody i guess i did yeah instead of 740 days it dropped it down to 520 some days so well thank god for small favors yeah <laughs> i we would love to see incursion pay out something maybe we get more participation i don't know even uh, anyway we could go on and on conversation for another day handy I'll let you go. Have a good one, DJs. Thank you for coming, and hope to see you soon. Take care. Bye-bye.